Good evening and welcome to Point of View. I'm Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, big news today from Governor Doug Burgum's press conference. He announced today that he's going to be lifting his executive order and reopening restaurants, bars, salons, gyms, and personal care businesses. So thank you to Governor Burgum and obviously great, great news for North Dakota. Reopen North Dakota. All right, we start tonight with a Point of View exclusive. Many of you have been reaching out to me asking, hey, how is North Dakota exactly uh, categorizing COVID-19 deaths and is North Dakota categorizing these deaths accurately? You may remember when I had my interview with Minnesota Senator and Dr. Scott Jensen, he suggested that people might be dying with COVID, but not necessarily from COVID. That is a big, big distinction. If you've got somebody that's dying because of COVID, because of that virus versus someone that actually died with it, because as we know, a lot of people that are passing away have had secondary or underlying conditions. So I'm gonna give you an example of what I mean specifically. Every day, the North Dakota Joint Information Center, they send out an email with updated COVID information. Here's some of what they sent out earlier today. And I want you to notice what it says here as we bring up this graphic, but it shows that individuals that die with COVID, notice that it says individuals who died with COVID-19, not because of COVID-19. Very important distinction. And at the bottom of this email, and if you go to the North Dakota Department of Health, it'll show you that as of today, the total number of deaths in North Dakota is 19. 19. So keep that number in mind. Then yesterday, one of you reached out to me and you sent me this screen grab that we're going to share with you. And here's what it says. It says our, this is from the North Dakota Department of Health responding to this person. It says, our total is not deaths because of COVID. It's people who die with COVID. That's the difference. This allows us to release deaths about seven to 10 days earlier than we would if we wanted to wait for death certificates. So I bring that up because I want to ask you tonight, sort of, what's the rush in the numbers? Right? Governor Burgum's talked about facts, not fear. Obviously, one death is one too many, and yet death is for a long time. There's really no re need to rush this data. And if you're a family member, do you want that information rushed out, or do you want to wait till hey, everything kind of goes through that death certificate process and we get accurate information? So I reached out to the North Dakota Joint Information Center earlier today to have them sort of clarify how these numbers are being put together, where the numbers stand, and I want to share with you what they sent me back, and please pay attention to this. So here's what they said. They said, hey, Chris, you know, thanks for reaching out. Of the 19 individuals who passed away, 10 died from COVID-19. Folks, listen closely to this. Remember, they're telling you every single day at the Department of Health, at these press conferences, 19 people have passed. They're telling us now 10, 10 died from COVID-19, one died with another cause listed as primary, uh, COVID-19 listed as secondary, and eight, eight are still pending. Pending means the individual has passed away, but the death was recent enough that the record is not complete. State law says the physician has got up to 10 days. Let me know if you have any additional questions. We certainly could change our reporting and only report deaths that were COVID is listed on the death record, but wanted to get the information out to the public in a more timely manner. So I want to know your point of view on this tonight. Should North Dakota simply maybe add an addendum to their press release to the North Dakota Department of Health website and say, hey, we've got 10 deaths, 10 because of COVID-19. One died because of another cause. Secondary was COVID-19. We've got eight that are still pending. And to me, it, when you're talking about somebody leaving this planet, it's, it's important information. 
again, facts, not fear. I think that addendum would be very, very nice. And you're looking at nine out of 10, eight out of 10 here that we still don't really know. And I want to put it in this context because I reached out to some people today that are in news. I said, hey, if, if we went out as a news organization and, and there was a you know, mass shooting or even this virus and we said, hey, there's 19 people that have died of it and we find that there's really 10, but we're still waiting on eight confirmed. <laughs> this isn't what I said, this is what they said. They go, hey, Berg, if a news outlet was putting information like that, many people would call it fake news. So I think it's important we get the information right. A lot of you have been reaching out to me asking about this. And keep in mind, we've been basing a lot of decisions on what Governor Bergen would say, facts, not fear, shutting down an economy to a large extent. He wouldn't say that, but you know what I'm saying, restaurants, gyms, things of that nature. But the, the, the information maybe isn't giving us the entire picture. So I'd love to know your thoughts. Should North Dakota change the way they're reporting the deaths because of or with COVID-19? Or do you think the way they're doing it now is the accurate way to do it. Please share your point of view with us. We'd love to know your thoughts. All right, last week a viewer reached out to me and sent me a Facebook post. I wanna, I wanna share with you the full post here just to give you some full context of what we're gonna be talking about in a moment because it is fascinating. Hopefully you can read this at home. But Kristen Muller, the mom here, said two months ago, almost to the day, this was last week, Tori, her daughter, got very sick. They're gonna join us here in a moment. She was seen at UND Campus Medical, then sent to Altru Hospital where she was tested for influenza B because her test came back positive. She was also told she had pleurisy that affects your lungs. You're breathing and makes you take very shallow breaths, also very painful. She came home for a week to rest, then went back to the doctor after seven days of being very ill. They tested her for influenza A and it came back negative. She was put on more steroids, needed rest. Keep in mind, this was two months ago. Then two weeks ago, she was contacted by her college. They told her to call and have her test results looked at again. Altru Hospital in Grand Forks contacted Tori today to tell her she had coronavirus. She tested positive for the IgG antibodies that are the indicator for COVID-19. She was sick for four days before she went to the doctor and was sick about a total of 12 days after her doctor visits. Nobody else in the house got it, which is going to be part of our conversation. Thank God she recovered at home. I just want to say this started long before they even knew it was already there. So joining us now on our 702 Communications line is Tori and Kristen. To both of you, thanks so much for joining us. Tori, thank God you are, from what you've told me last week, A-OK. -okay. And Tori, if you don't mind just sort of adding some more context to your mom's Facebook post and sort of fill in some of the blanks there, please. Yes. Well, basically on um, a Monday after a weekend that I had spent kind of out and about and everything, I started feeling super sick. And I was like really tired and I was noticing that when I was taking breaths, um, it was hurting my lungs, especially if I would like breathe in super deep. Um, and then the week started, I went to class. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I was just getting worse and worse. I couldn't even walk to class barely. If it was like a two minute walk, I would have trouble. And every single time I would breathe, it would hurt. And I was just like, oh, maybe it's cause it's super cold out or whatever. Um, and then on Friday, I decided to go in because I thought maybe I had influenza, but my influenza test came back positive and then they put me on Tamiflu and it never went away. Didn't do anything. So I got sent home because the campus thought I had influenza and they didn't want me on campus. So I came back to Fargo, stayed here for a week and like part of a weekend. And then I went back to Grand Forks and got retested because I told them that my influenza or my Tamiflu didn't work because my influenza hadn't went away. And then they diagnosed me with an unknown respiratory illness, basically. And then 
I got sent to Ultra and they told me that my lungs um, indicated that I had pleurisy, which is basically um, like an infection on the outer lining of your lungs. And it causes um, tr like trouble breathing, shortness of breath, and like um, really sharp pain when you're breathing in and out. So basically they just said I had pleurisy and that they would put me on steroids and anti-inflammatories to see if my symptoms would get better, which they did. But overall it took probably about 16 days for me to feel wow. to a point that I could go out in public again. Mom, you must have just been going, what in the world is going on? So this is for both of you. When you first initially got sick, Tori, had either one of you ever heard of this COVID-19 or coronavirus at that time? Well, we had heard about it being overseas, but they hadn't really emphasized it in America yet. So I think this was probably around the time that it was really big in China or Italy, but it wasn't really a thing in America, especially because this was three weeks before spring break, which is when like our spring break was around March 14th. And that's when it started, like universities started canceling schools and stuff. Wow. Kristen, what really jumped out to me in your post was the fact that you said, hey, we were taking care of her. She was at home, but nobody else in the family got it. And we, and we keep hearing, and look, I don't want to have any false pretenses here, but we keep hearing about how contagious this is. And to be fair, I know of another family that all seven people have it. So what, what did you guys do that allowed nobody else in the family to get it, do you think? Yeah, um, well, for me, I gotta back up just a little bit because three years prior, I had had influenza B and it was awful. I had it really bad. I had traveled to Arizona and then got sick on my vacation. So when she tested positive for influenza B, I had a big dish towel, I masked myself. I had gloves on when I cleaned her bathroom, which I did two to three times a day. So I already took precautions because I literally did not want to get sick again like that, like I did. So I don't know whether that's what it was. Um, and we, we already quarantined her to her bedroom and her bathroom and that was it. She didn't come out. We delivered meals right to her room and said, you know, here's what you get to eat. And because she never lost her appetite the whole time. She was able to eat even when she had a fever and stuff. Um, wow. So we just took her her meals and... We just held a towel over our face. And and so I don't know, I'm not saying I did that right because I did ride in the car with her and stuff prior to knowing what exactly she had, but, and I didn't have a mask on at that time. So I think it honestly was just keeping her quarantined and then me masking and wearing gloves. And then I cleaned light switches, door handles, the bathroom two to three times a day. And I didn't let her out. It's not really nice to say, but. <laughs> no, but I mean. We knew. I was going to say, you sound like a genius now, considering what yeah. all the doctors and scientists <laughs> are saying. Right? So, yeah. um, so how long did you ever quarantine for? Was it like a week, two weeks, or? Oh, it was. It was a little bit more than a week. Wow. Yeah. The one other thing that I want to hear from from both of you, and, and maybe Tori will start with you. But now that you went back to get tested, what I'm curious is because actually Governor Burgum talked a little bit about the antibody test today. So walk us through. All true called you, or you indeed dead, and said, "Hey, come back and get a." antibody test, so if you can answer that, and then now that you've found out you've got it, are you looking at, for example, Senator Amy Klobuchar's husband is now donating plasma to maybe help other people. Have they asked you about that? Are you doing that? So um, basically, when I came back home from UND for spring break, um, this whole COVID-19 thing started, and everybody in our house kind of started talking about like tori i think you had coronavirus and it was at first it was like a joke between me and my brother 
And he started telling all his friends not to come over because I had Corona. <laughs> but at first it was a joke. And then we realized that I might actually have had it. So um, my mom asked me to reach out to student health or all true to see if there was anything that they could do to see if um, like they could go back to my previous test, my nasal swab or my blood work. blood work. And they said that at that time there was nothing that they could do. And then a few weeks later, probably two weeks later, which would have been like last week, the antibody testing came out and then they actually reached out to me and said, now that this antibody testing has come out, there's like a test that will see if you have, if you had it previously. And then it came back that I had developed the IgG antibodies, which indicates that you ha previously had coronavirus and now your body developed the antibodies against it. And is anybody talking to you about, and have you thought about donating your plasma at all? Is there any conversations around at this point? Yeah, there has been. Um, I've had a couple of people reach out to me and like send me links or stuff to articles saying that I should go donate because there's a lot of people who um, need the plasma right now. I actually had someone from Sanford reach out to and they, she said that it would be an easy way to save lives right now. So I'll definitely consider doing that and I plan on doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you make your own decisions, but I mean, there's people out there talking about, hey, that, that plasma is like liquid gold right now. So mom, I've got about 30, 45 seconds left. I wanna give you the last word. Anything else you wanna add here for us, please? Uh, no, not really. I haven't been tested for anything to see if anybody, me or myself or uh, anybody in the house has had it or anything like that and just not had symptoms, but that's something else we're looking into. Thanks for your time and the story. I really, really appreciate it. And mom, I gotta say, you look like a genius now. Doing yeah, what right. You did, right? So, and Tori, just, just for our audience, you're A-OK -okay now, everything's good? Yep, I'm good, healthy. Right. God bless you. Thanks you guys. We really, really Thank appreciate you. the time and the insight. Have a great evening. Well, let me know your thoughts there. It's great to see that she came back. She now tested positive for the antibody, which obviously is a very, very good sign. And if you want to go to our website, we also put us, excuse me, up to our Facebook page. We put a story about a 70, I think three-year-old man out of Bismarck that had 11 days on a ventilator, but he is now recovering. So again, go to facebook.com forward slash POV. Now you can see more about that story there. All right, stay with us coming up. We got a ton of feedback on Friday. Thank you for sharing it. We're going to talk about your points of view when we come back. And as always, you can share your point of view with us now. Email us, text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.